increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, welcome back to STRonomics, everybody. I'm joined by Kenny Bedwell from STR Insights. And uh, Kenny just put out the most investable markets PDF. And it's actually probably one of the most comprehensive that I've seen. Actually, I just got this. Thanks for sharing it with me previously, Kenny. I just got this. He made me give him his email, phone number, blood test, you know, all that type of stuff. Just all that good stuff. Yep. Now I know. So, now I know. Kenny, kind of explain your report here because usually there's, it's not, I've never seen one done this way and it's by the amount of investable cash, which I, I commend you for doing that because I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for people on the investment side. And I think, did it start, I've, I've pulled down to Kenny's top picks, which is at the end, those of you that, uh, there's a surprise down there. There is a surprise. Um, so really, Kenny, I'm just going to dive in here. You start with $75,000 as the minimum investment. And then you list out the top 10. And honestly, let's see. From an investor standpoint, I've only heard of like three of these that anybody's investing into these markets. So these are a lot of unknown markets to people. And you're talking 10% on the low end for number 10, all the way up to number one and number two are doing 24% gross ROI. So Number one, why did you break it out like this? You know, and you have 75,000, 150,000, 250,000. And then elaborate. Yeah. Well, twofold. So number one, from the selfish fold, I will say from a marketing standpoint, this makes some really, for some really good ads. Like best markets invested with uh, $75,000 or less in cash or 150 or whatever it is. But the second point is, it's a question people ask me all the time. I have... X amount of dollars to invest, where can I go? You know, and that was the situation right. I was in when I first started buying. It's like, look, I don't have that much money. What markets can I go to? I can't go to the Smokies. I can't go to, you know, Florida. Like, where can I afford to be that makes sense based on my budget? And so um, last year we did it by like, uh, we did it by valuation or median listing price in the markets. And I felt like that was kind of helpful, but I feel like this is really like, this is the real situation look, this is how much I have. What can I afford? Where, where can I go? So that, that, that was the main driver behind this. And then a big one too, is everybody wants to know, we did destination type as well in here. So it's like, what are the best beach markets, mountain markets, so on. So awesome. I guess I didn't get that far or maybe I just scrolled right on past it to get to Kenny's top 10. 
So let's just kind of run through this real quick. So I'd never even heard of number one. Um, exactly. I'm just going to do like the top top three in each one, right? So number one for 75, can I do this? Yeah, sure, whatever. So like the number one market is Beckley, West Virginia, 24% gross ROI, average revenue, $26,834, optimal, and you give optimal bedroom count, which you and I know how valuable that is, but most people don't think about that when they're going into a market. So here's what, I've never heard of Beckley, West Virginia. Not really interested in an average revenue of 26,000, but at 24%, you're going to get a three-year return on that. So you're getting almost 30% cash on cash. How do you, tell me about that market. What is Beckley? Is it close to Snowshoe? Is it close to Huntington, West Virginia? Where is it? What type of market is it? What makes it so good? So Beckley is one of the largest towns near the youngest national park in the United States, which is New River Gorge uh, in West Virginia. So it's a very, obviously, mountain market. Decent sized town, still small like town, but West Virginia. But so it's this is far west in like the tip of West Virginia, right? No, it's not necessarily by Kentucky. No, it's it's in like the heart of West Virginia. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so maybe a little bit south, like closer to Virginia, but still it's in West Virginia. So it's near National Park, which popped up recently. Obviously, a lot of people drive, and you and the freeway actually drives like through or the highway. I think it's the highway drives through the National Park. It's really pretty. But it's like the closest town to it. And uh, so, yeah, it's definitely popped up on the radar. I know several people have invested here and have done very well. It's very affordable. Like you're talking $200,000, $300,000 cabins, you know? So, I mean, we you, get a, you get a $300,000 cabin on a 10% down, you're in for like 33000 bucks, including closing costs. Well, that's why the ROI is 20 <laughs> <laughs> God, no, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so that that that's why it, it's obviously very affordable, great returns. One of the big things too I want to emphasize is that every single one of the markets on these lists either know someone or have done extensive research into each of these markets. Um, I've done all like I've made sure that you can invest in all of these markets. I checked the regulation. I we probably spent over a hundred hours in creating this report, so it's very time intensive. In terms of getting, let, let me, let me, I'm going to point out a really interesting data point that I just saw here. So there's out of the top 20 markets. So that would be the top 10 for 75,000 cash investment, the top 10 for 150,000 cash investment. I think I'm pretty well versed in what are investable markets and not. I've literally heard of people investing into three, mm-hmm. three, sure. right? So I look at Memphis. Birmingham, Larray, actually I'll give Bradenton four and Seminole five. So five markets out of the top 20, nobody's investing in the others, right? And I think that kind of goes back to something you and I talk about all the time is finding these secondary and tertiary markets that have high gross ROI. And, you know, like the number one market, I'm not going to give your whole PDF away because you guys need to go and download it and the link will be in the show notes. But number one market is on the East Coast and this is for $150,000 or less. Optimal bedroom counts, four bedrooms, average revenue is 70K, and the gross ROI is 24%. I say, now, the question becomes, how much does it cost to buy that average revenue of 70000 Do you have any idea about that in this market? I'm going to guess you're probably in the three fifty dollars to 500000 range for that. Really, probably four hundred to four hundred yeah, to 600000 to 500 yeah. Yep. So if you think about that, if you, let's go high end, 500000 bucks. Average is 70,000, 24%, you know, gross ROI. If you even push the 75th percentile or the 90th percentile, you might be at 26, 27%, you know, 
you know, gross ROI in this market. And this is an investable market that most of you will know about. Yeah. And we know several people who are invested in this market. So yeah, I, I think a lot of people talk, I don't know, I'll spill the beans on this one. We're talking about Luray, Virginia. I feel like that one's like really talked about, I've talked about that one a lot before, but. But do you hear anybody talking about that besides us? Honestly? No, because it's not, well, kind of. I mean, here's the thing, Bill. Unless you live in DC. I, I will hear other influencers talk about markets and I know they weren't talking you about You mean after they listen to our podcast? I wouldn't say they listen to the podcast, but they definitely watch our reels or whatever. And That's they true. hear some of the stuff that we talk about and I they regurgitate it. So Hot Springs is a really good example of that. Like I've heard people, Reese and Loray, both of those markets, just some influencers in the space, oh, start talking about it. It's like, where did they get that from? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you heard it from us, but that's that's what happens when we- It is what it is. Great. When you put out great content, you do great research, you're a great investor, people, you know, that's fine. They, you know, they jump on the on the bandwagon, all cool. Yeah. Top 10 markets for $200,000. So now we're talking 800, $900,000 million properties. I've never heard of the number one market that you have here. Um, the interesting one to me is number three, because my whole family's from- this state and I don't even know where I've never even heard of that town before. I guess it's got to be on the west Keystone? side. Yeah, Keystone. Is that on the yeah, west side over by Rapid where City? Mount Rushmore is. Yeah, it's Rapid City. Yeah. So yeah. So, so actually, really, it's really cool. All around Rapid City. So you've got like Deadwood, Spearfish, and then you've got Keystone and Custer, and then you have um the area near Badlands National Park in South Dakota. Really, really good markets. I mean, some of the markets in South Dakota were just a toss-up. And I just chose ones that were a little, like they were pretty much the same. And that's the whole thing. It's like a Western North Carolina, the region does well. You know, There's a lot of those micro areas you can invest in. You don't have to right. be at the base of Mount Rushmore looking up or in the heart of Deadwood, Deadwood for bar, Bike Week. There's a lot of stuff there that I think is really, really cool. Is number five, is that close to number two? No. Okay, I mean, gotcha. Eight, but no. So they're probably like three hour difference, maybe. Number nine, Columbia Falls, Montana. Eat. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. And this is something that we should probably unpack and talk about uh, for a minute. Not because I technically own a property in Columbia Falls. And I'm going to pose a question to you because I can search STR Insights and AirDNA for like quorum, right? But my address on like the condo that I bought is technically Columbia Falls. So how do people that are searching delineate the actual location. So like John Hodge, the bank whisperer, sent me a property in Columbia Falls. And it was like in the actual close to the downtown area of Columbia Falls a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, dude, you do not want to invest in that property because that literally is a 20 minute drive to get to where my property is through the gorge to be able to get there. And it's just not going to work. So how do you tell people like there was an issue with Hot Springs, right? There was like Hot Springs mm -hmm. National Park and then the downtown area. How do you advise people to navigate through these kind of delineations between the names of cities and, and markets based on how word you and AirDNA are delivering them versus what would they would actually be from a geographic area? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. So the the best, honestly, the best way to kind of do that without knowing, oh, this little town versus this little town is where are the top producers? And if it's geographically based so if it's oh look they're in quorum which is part of columbia falls but it's closer to glacier you will see that in the data so we're looking for trends we're looking for patterns in the data that say look the properties over here are actually doing better 
than the properties over here. And then you're like, well, why is that? And you start looking and you're like, oh, Glacier National Park is right there. But you got to look at the data set. You got to look at the map and stuff. I mean, it's kind of easy to spot, especially in SDR Insights, but um, you can see it and you can see, oh, these are performing at the, the 90th percentile. They all happen to be over here. And that means it's geographical. Um, That's where the and, map feature that you have becomes really correct. easy to be able to utilize. I mean, and it's not just the Columbia Falls, Hungry Horse, Glacier National Park, you know, part of this. I'm just using that because I own a property there. It's Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, Fort Morgan. It's, you know, Seaside and yeah. Sea Grove. It's all, it's all these little micro, you know, sub-markets that live inside and not even a region, just within a market. Because people think there's 30A and there's PCB. Well, there's West PCB, Laguna Beach. There's like the heart of the condo area in mid PCB and there's East PCB, right? And they all perform differently. Yeah. All right. Best markets, 250K. Inter number three is interesting that that's still in the top 10, to be honest with me, because that's like the one place I would not invest right now. It It is. Here's the thing, though. So number three is talking about Pigeon Forge. So last year, I think Pigeon Forge and Surveyorville made the list. This year, Surveyorville did not make the list and it didn't make it by a mile. And really, Pigeon Forge is the only one. And it's still, when we look at at the higher price range, and that's another thing too, we're, we're, we're comparing markets based on price ranges rather than just like, oh, is this one better than this one overall? You know, like probably, you know, the markets in the $75,000 range, that that one, all of those markets just destroy Pigeon Forge by a mile. But right. when we start working at the higher budgets, Pigeon Forge comes out pretty well. And it's because of what it has to offer compared to a Surveyorville or even Gatlinburg, which was interesting. Gatlinburg's kind of just overinflated in pricing. Um, and I'm not saying Pigeon Forge is a, is a diamond. Uh, it, it's definitely very competitive. 13% gross ROI, frankly, isn't that great. It really is. But oh, you know what is great, Kenny? You know what is great? 7% difference between number one and number two on this list. Oh, yeah. 7% difference between number one and number two. You should literally download this just to, if you're, if you have 200, $250,000 to invest, I love number two market on here, but I would rather be in number one market just because of that seven additional 7%. You're talking 21% gross ROI versus 14% gross ROI. Huge difference. This is why people like Kenny and I make so much fucking money because we're identifying these things and getting our own personal beliefs out of the way and making financially driven decisions. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. And, and what's really interesting here, though, too, is really the more expensive you get, the harder the returns get up to a point. <laughs> it's a bell curve, bell curve or anything. So we really don't like, as you go up to, to, to about 2 million. The, the returns, it gets really, I guess, like harder, harder to find mm -hmm. good returns. And then about 2 million plus, it, it starts to go back down in terms of like things that are priced at a higher price point. They have more, a little more opportunity. You know, you're talking maybe even boutique hotels, things like that, that we know can multi-units and, and larger estates like the Arkells, you know, I don't know what their, their compound, the state that they got in Wisconsin. Like those are multi-million dollar deals that the ROI is really high. But at a two million price point, it's like this weird, like, eh, it's not going to make any sense. So, yep. and that's what you kind of, that's what you're seeing here is this impact on the higher purchase price markets of very, very popular markets. The harder it is to find the deals there. 
hints to Agreed. lower. Rates. All right, we're going to move on to top 10 beach markets. This is blowing my fucking mind here a little bit, to be honest with you. So if you are coming to the STR Wealth Conference, I want you to go to top 10 destination beach markets. It's on page number eight. And be honest with me. If you picked out the state that the number one beach market is, then come up to me and I'll buy you a beer. You got to be honest. No, no screwing around because you will not. Nobody's going to fucking guess the state of number one or number two. If you get number two, I'll buy you a bottle of wine. You got to have number one and number two. Right. So here's the interesting thing. Top 10 beach markets. These are this is the investable markets. There's no price range on this. Right. There's no Fort Morgan. There's no Gulf Shores. There's no Orange Beach. There's no Navarre. There's no Pensacola. There's no Fort Walton. There's no 30A. There's no Panama City Beach. There's no Hilton Head. There's no Myrtle Beach. There's a little bit of Myrtle Beach. There's not really a little bit. I guess yeah, we'll not the Myrtle Beach. A little yeah. bit of Myrtle Beach. The tra- there's no place. The only, there's one spot. Really, I'll give you two with the, the kind of Myrtle Beach. Well, three if we throw in number seven. So you really got like three of ten are even remotely close to what most because most people are not investing in the number three unless they really understand that market down there, right? So these are all new places for you guys to look at and to invest into, right? Now, the interesting thing is, Kenny, beaches, because prices are so high, the growth price sucks. Like almost none of these markets are really investable right now, to be honest. At least I wouldn't invest there unless I could find a gap inside, you know, from a bedroom count size. The other thing too is most of these bedroom counts are four, one, two, three, four, five, six out of the 10 are four bedrooms, two or three bedrooms. And there's one, two bedroom and one five bedroom. So I don't see five, six or, or plus, yeah. um, you know, on this top 10, kind of break it down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, they're all across the country. It's interesting. A lot of the Northeast does really well. Uh, one thing though, I'll talk about optimal bedroom count. So why the optimal, we put the optimal bedroom count there. So when we're looking at revenue for each bedroom count, we notice like they kind of step up, step up. And then all of a sudden you see this large step where it goes from like, for especially from like the threes to the four bedrooms where the revenue isn't consistent, like it's, you know, maybe $20,000 more or $40,000 more, whatever, something extremely different than all the other bedroom count increases where two bedrooms make more than ones and threes make more than twos. And it, but it's only like by 10,000 and all of a sudden you see this $20,000 jump and then it goes back to 10,000, 10,000. That's the optimal bedroom count. That's a hole in the market. That's the inefficiency you go after. So that's why we put that in there. And a lot of beach markets, it's higher bedroom counts. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm going to jump down to Kenny's top 10 picks because we don't want to give this whole thing away. Uh, but uh, once again, if you have not downloaded this report yet, <laughs> if you guess number one on Kenny's top 10, I'm going to buy you a beer at the STR Wealth Conference as well. So we can't disclose it, Kenny. I, I should have put... Uh, I should have put... Um, I should have put Blue Ridge, but I didn't. <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to give it away and screw me, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. To be honest, if you didn't know what number, if you didn't know before you read this, then it doesn't count. And I've got some ways to be able to find out. So don't fuck with me. I do want to buy you a beer if you figure it out, though. Uh, really interesting. So I see some here that are pretty standard. You know, you've got some, you know, middle America markets. You've got quite a, you got a couple from the blue state. But, you know, once again, number nine shows up again which I think this is the second or third time that it's made an appearance on these lists and nobody's really talking about that market, you know, anywhere, at least that I see. Uh, number three on this list is obviously something you and I have been talking about and really you're the, you were the leader on this, you know, probably even six, seven, eight, nine months ago and it's still staying pat, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's actually doing really, really well. There's still properties popping up every now and then. Um, we're in the middle of the ski season there. And I mean, it, the properties are crushing it, so which I'm really happy about. And, you know, Kenny's top 10 range from 19% to 10%. It looks like probably the average uh, revenues around 63, 64, 65,000. There's a couple of 90,000 that market. We were just talking about 90,000 plus. Once again, it, it's interesting as I go through the optimal bedroom count through all of these, and you've got mountain markets, you've got urban markets, you've got the whole thing inside of this report. It really looks like four bedrooms is the most consistent that I see on this report where it used to be three bedrooms, you know, all the time. But I think, you know, I'm not a big proponent of three bedrooms because I think it really relegates you for the most part to a single family, hard to get multifamily with, you know, kids on both sides in there. And I, I wonder if that's one of the reasons why any thoughts on to why so many four bedrooms are showing up here. Once again, I think size, you know, bigger in a lot of markets typically is better. Uh, it does peak off at a certain point, but yeah, it definitely, especially in the vacation markets, which a lot of these are bigger is better. People want more space. What's really fast bigger in the mountain markets. You see the six bedrooms, the five bedrooms kind of dominate four or five, six. You, you only see one, three and one, two. Here's the interesting thing about the mountain markets, folks. 28% gross RI, number one, 25, number two, 21, top three are all over 20%, 18%, 16%, 16 you're literally the top seven or 15% gross ROI and higher, and they are bigger bedrooms. There's one, three, one, two. Everything else is four, five, and six. You definitely, how do they get this report, Kenny? Where can they find it? You can actually, if you just go to strinsights.com and you wait like two seconds and it loads, you'll see at the top, it'll say, hey, download our top investment markets report. Just hit download. There you have it. strinsights.com, top banner. Get the report today. You're going to be blown away by Kenny's top 10 picks. And also, in my opinion, the the mountain markets are the biggest thing that I see. The beach markets, downer. Stay away from the beach. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Kenny, thanks for sharing this today. Appreciate it. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today.